for more than the Aiden maps we have given you. Many other methods, many other flying between self and self. self. See the difference. A world hollowed to burn out the best, and shaped by who we no longer see. Hello, skeptical creatives and creative skeptics. Tammy here. It's the middle of December 2020 as I'm recording this, and although there are a few weeks left in the year, I wanted to take a moment to look back at where I was this time in 2019. A big part of that was deciding my word for 2020. Why have a word that you want to guide your year? Well, first off, I'll say there's no magic ascribed to it. It's just a reminder of what you want to focus on that year. We'll come back to this idea in a little bit. My word for 2019 was equanimity, which was my attempt to stay calm and measured during the year my debut poetry collection came out. It was a nice idea, but it didn't have any goals attached to it. There were no actionable steps. So as nice a thought as it was during a happy but stressful time, having a word of the year didn't do anything for me. My focus was not focused enough. So end of 2019, I wanted to choose a word that had something that I could actually do attached to it, which is why I chose agency. Two reasons for that word. First meaning, as you might have guessed, is literary agency. I had a serious and slightly dark science fiction novel in the works that I wanted to get to the point where I could submit to literary agents. It's about AI and family and ethics, and it's really heavy stuff. So that's one meaning. Good, concrete, solid goal attached to it. The second meaning is one from the social sciences. Agency means your ability to make your own choices and act on those of your own accord which doesn't have the concrete goals with actionable steps neatly wrapped into it, but A, I thought I'd taken care of that with a first meaning, and B, sometimes it's nice to be reminded that I do have the ability to act on my own choices, even if that means shuffling life around to do it. Well, how'd that work out for you, you might be asking? Let's hold off on the first meaning of agency and go straight to the do what you want in spite of restraints meaning of agency. 2020 upended my personal life in some significant ways. I'm really lucky I know in that my family is stable and we're doing okay in spite of all that's going on in the world right now. I do have small kids and while they were at school, I did some part-time software development and of course when I could, I would work on my own writing. But in-person school ended and my part-time job ended um, and I became a 100% all the time mom again, which is a lot of fun, but there's not a whole lot of downtime with that. Um, I'm also about as introverted as you can get without imploding and I really miss the alone time even though when I had alone time previously it was all work all the time. <laughs> to my point, here's where agency came into play. I can't get up early without waking up the rest of the household, which is frustrating to a morning bird introvert like me. So slowly and kind of painfully I've become something of a night owl. I'm going to tell y'all what worked for me because everything I googled about how to become a night owl turned out to be how to become a morning person, which uh, that wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> Apparently there aren't a whole lot of morning birds trying to become night owls. So anyway, so first for various reasons I had to give up coffee, which I used to drink a lot of. I didn't give up caffeine altogether. You know, I still drink a ridiculous amount of tea, both hot and iced because Texas y'all, we need our iced tea. But cutting back the caffeine seemed to help me not crash at the end of the day, as I used to. And the second thing, um, I try to save some of my energy for the evening. That doesn't always work out, but if I can work in a little rest time during the day, that's good. And the kids benefit too. So we all pile on the couch and read together for a while. And that works out wonderfully for everyone. And last, I had to give up on the idea that the morning time alone was special and necessary. Which is hard because I love that morning quiet time with my tea and reading the news. I don't try to get up early anymore. If I do get up and everyone else sleeps in, that's great. 
or if I wake up but don't want to get up and wake everyone else up in the process, then hey, it's another opportunity to lie in bed and listen to the radio, hear what's going on in the world. I get up when everyone else does, and the day goes just fine. It hasn't been a time without constraints, of course. Um, I can't go out now for various reasons, and going to the library or a bookstore or a museum or just sitting in a cafe is not going to happen. And getting out of the house is one of the best things for my mental well-being. So I've had to adjust there. I'm practicing being patient, and I'm trying to frame that patience as part of a choice I get to make, even if it's one I've effectively had to make. Okay, so that's agency in the personal choice sense of agency. What about the literary agency bit? So 2020 started off okay. I was making progress with a the novel, then I realized that there just wasn't enough story there to make a novel. It was an interesting idea, there were compelling characters, but there just wasn't enough plot. So I set that aside for a while. And I got back to a novella that was even more serious, and I finished that, finally. And that's under submission at several presses now, so there's some progress there. Um, I rewrote the original novel that I had been working on as a novella from a different character's point of view from a different point in time, and that didn't work either. Still not enough story. Anyway, I put that off for a while, but I'm using the original character's point of view and rewriting that as a novella sometime in 2020, so I'm kind of combining the two approaches that I took to revise it, and I'm hoping that's gonna get me where I want to go with the story. Anyway. What I decided to do was finally learn how to plot out a novel and tell a story, because obviously this is why the science fiction that I was writing wasn't working. And so I did this by writing a mystery, a cozy one with no deaths, just art fraud. There's too much death in the world right now, so I wanted to avoid that in the novel. It's all plot, and it was so much fun to plan out and write something this escapist, which was so different from the political and science fiction I usually write. I love mysteries, so this is not a new genre for me altogether. Um, I'll talk about mysteries more later, which is also a radio story. <laughs> but suffice it to stay for now, I'm on my second revision pass, which is my third draft. Um, and if I can get my hours in each evening, I will on December 31st have something I can submit to agents early next year. So if I hadn't chosen to work on my plotting problems, um, I wouldn't have had the pleasure of writing this mystery novel. So there's that. So, my fellow creative skeptics and skeptical creatives, words of the year. There's no magic to them. You don't have to stick with one. You can change it mid-year. It's a tool. Use it how it helps you. My advice here is just the same advice you'll hear about New Year's resolutions or any other goal you set. Make it concrete and make sure there are small steps you can take toward that goal. No magic needed. Agency, it worked. It worked in ways that I wasn't planning on it to work, but um, I looked at it as a tool to guide my actions for the year, and I think it worked out nicely. And now, on to a quick book review. I'd wanted to read Octavia Cade's Mary Shelley Makes a Monster in 2018 when it came out from Aqueduct Press. First off, because it sounded so good, and also it's from my absolute favorite speculative fiction press. But let me start off by reading the blurb. All our monsters are mirrors. And when Mary Shelley's monster, built from her life rather than her pen, born out of biography instead of blood, outlives its mother, that monster goes looking for a substitute. But all the monster really knows of women is that women write, and so the search for a replacement takes it first to Catherine Mansfield, and then to other women who know that what mutilated things can be made from ink and mirrors. To me, what's so powerful about these poems is that they begin with Mary Shelley and the monster she creates. They begin with a science fiction novel, and they examine authors such as Catherine Manfield, Virginia Woolf, and Sylvia Plath later. 
Given the questions raised by Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein, it leads me, and I'm sure others too, to question how science fiction has shaped the way I read literary novels and poetry. Anyway, uh, lots of striking poetry here. It's a fascinating read that I highly recommend to readers of both literary and science fiction poetry and prose. So go check out the book at aqueductpress.com. Thanks for listening to Creativity for Skeptics. For more information about the show or to listen to past episodes, please visit creativityforskeptics.com. We'll talk creativity again soon. Thank <laughs> you.